Two KG Sports Minds have created a podcast to answer one very important question. What's the spread? Now here are your hosts, Brad Thomas and Miles Markowitz. Welcome in. What's the spread? The calendar has turned to October, which means that the college football playoff picture is really starting to take shape. And over in the NFL, we got some teams pressing the panic button. We got some exceeding expectations. It's, it's still early, but hey, you know what it means. Another weekend of college football right around the corner. I'm so excited, and Miles. NFL. And honestly, you think about it, it's October, so now we really know who the contenders are and who the pretenders are. Just like you said, teams are pressing the panic button. We totally understand it. We could feel it here. And betters are really starting to get a feel of where they stand. Yes, I think there's uh, four teams that are still left um, uh, 100% against the spread. So pretty exciting. All right, so let's go ahead and recap last week. We will start with the good, and then we will go to the bad. First of all, just want to go ahead and say, for the first time in podcast history, we are going to boast how well we are kicking ass in college football. Let's Both of us individually hitting over 60% of our bets when we agree on college football games this year, we are hitting nearly 68% of our picks here going into week six. I don't know about you, but that has me fired up. Dude, super stoked. You know, that's one thing. We we know football, but we are really killing college football. And it shows. Our bank accounts show it. And our fans and friends thrive on our bets. And last week was no different. We agreed. I think it was the first weekend in college football where we actually agreed on all four games. We hit 75%, starting with number five, Ohio State at Nebraska, the college game day game. No problem. Ohio State covering 17 and a half, 48 to seven win for both of us. The loss for both of us was a tricky one. 18 Virginia, number 10 Notre Dame. Virginia led at half 17-14. They were 12 and a half point underdogs. Yeah. How about Notre Dame coming all the way back to get the cover 35-20? Good game there. Uh, number 21, USC. Number 17, Washington. This was, we knew this one was going to be easy. Win for both of us. Washington covers the 10, 28 to 14. And then finally, number 24, Kansas State and Oklahoma State. We knew that Oklahoma State, unranked, would bring it at home. They covered the full point spread, 26 13. So that was an easy win for both of us. Now on to the bad. Here we a, go. a historically bad week in the NFL uh, for us on a week where we agreed on all four games and somehow didn't win a single one of them. But we're going to go ahead and own it. It was treacherous. It was a really tough weekend in the NFL here. And honestly, for me, it's been a tough weekend or a tough season in the NFL to, to get these spreads. I just feel like not a lot of these favorites are covering. And I'm going to tell you right now, Brad, I'm sorry, but called an overreaction. But my picks will reflect that this week. Uh, Patriots minus seven and a half at Bills. They win the game 16 to 10. So they do not cover. Lost for both of us. Vikings at Bears. The Bears defense showing that. Not only are they the best defense in the league, they're the best unit yes. in the league there. They made Kirk Cousins look awful. Single-handedly winning games, and I th- it's going to be a trend for the Bears here. They they win the game 16-6, they cover the two-point spread, and I think that their defense will continue to yes. win them football games, and we'll see if that's going to be enough to make that deep postseason run, whereas it wasn't good enough last year. All right, Cowboys at Saints. This was the disappointment of the weekend for me. Cowboys minus two and a half. They lose the game 12-10. to 10. The Saints win a game without scoring a touchdown. There were so many games this uh, past weekend where the home underdog covered the spread. It was almost gross. And then we had one here, the Panthers and the Texans. Panthers win the game 16-10. Texans minus four, obviously don't cover. I don't know how it happened, but Deshaun Watson completely stifled by this Panthers defense. That's two weeks in a row where Deshaun Watson really, really struggled. All right, so now that the calendar is turned, we are also going to turn as well. Let's go ahead and get right into it, uh, get into where we are sizzling hot with our college football picks. 
As is tradition, let's start with the college game day game. Number seven, Auburn. Number 10, Florida. Auburn, three-point favorites on the road. I'll go ahead and start here. This game, is for me, is uh, very reminiscent of last year's LSU at Florida game, yeah. where I was very confident in LSU on the road. But this has a different feeling for me because of how well this Auburn team has played. You and I have both really looked at both of these teams in the offseason yeah. and in season here. I'm liking Auburn here on the road, minus three. I don't care about Florida being at home, having the game day game. I am all over this Auburn rushing attack. They continue to get better week in and week out. There's no doubt for me that this is going to be a defensive game. Two of the best defenses in the country. Absolutely. So I I want to just keep uh, following up with what you said here, Miles. I was thinking about this game, and and one thing I was trying not to do is overanalyze this game. Florida's only allowing its opponents, what, 8.8 points per game, best for fifth in the country. But there's one thing that Florida's really struggling this season, and it's getting a good rush game, an established rush game going. One thing that Auburn's defense is really good about is not letting teams run on them. So you're going to have... P. Ryan, who's been struggling to get it going this season, versus probably the best D-line in the country, I think it's almost a no-brainer. Kyle Trask has played all right, five touchdowns, two interceptions, but it, I don't think he's going to be the answer to, to, to score enough points on Auburn to win. Auburn has scored a ton of points, 56 points against Mississippi State. No one thought that team would do that. I think this is an easy cover here, and Auburn stays undefeated against the spread. And Auburn is not only winning those two big games against A&M and Oregon, but they're blowing out teams like Mississippi State. I mean, it wasn't even close, Brad. 56 points against what what was supposed to be a formidable SEC West opponent. I just don't see Florida with that kind of dominance, and Florida hasn't played anybody. No. So they haven't been tested. Florida hasn't played anybody. And there's some good trends that I really do like here. Auburn's covered in five of their last games versus Florida. But also, Florida is 1-4 against the spread in their last five conference games. That really shows you when they have to play a good opponent in their conference, they do not cover the game. And uh, Florida has a brutal stretch here in October. Yes. I, I think they have three games against top 10 opponents. I think by the end of the month, we'll be seeing Florida as a pretender. So it starts here with, uh, with Auburn minus three. All right, let's go ahead and roll into the next one. We will be in Columbus, Ohio this Saturday yes, night for the blackout in the shoe. Number 25, Michigan State. Number four, Ohio State. Uh, the, line, uh, the lines for Ohio State are finally starting to adjust. 20-point favorites here at home. Brad, who you got? This one was a tough one for me. Michigan State, two and three against the spread. But 20 points, especially in this matchup, traditionally the uh, the underdog covers, the road team covers. But I'm going to ride the hot hand. Ohio State, 2-1 and one against the spread in their last three games. I'm going to ride Justin Fields. I don't think this Michigan State, regardless if they scored, what, 71 points combined in their last two games, I don't think they are dynamic enough offensively to keep up, keep pace with Ohio State. I could easily see this be another pretender game. And what I mean by that is another game like Ohio State versus Nebraska, where it's a big score to a little score. All right, I I have a lot to say about this game, and it's along those same lines. I am also going with Ohio State minus 20 here, and I have no problem with it. And once again, in a year last year where I was nervous betting on the Buckeyes every single week, week in and week out, this year they are 4-1 against the spread. They have covered four straight games, should have covered against Florida Atlantic. It it should be a clean 5-0. I think that their dominance will continue here. The Spartans are having the same issues on offense that they had all of last year and the year before. They're completely undisciplined. Uh... With their penalties, they haven't shown me anything that can show that they can actually even compete in this game against the Buckeyes. Yes, their defense uh, is good statistically, but 
Uh, Penix Jr. for Indiana tore him up last yes. weekend on 31 the road. points. Yeah, and if it wasn't for that field goal in the last three seconds... Yeah, it would have been a totally the, different story. Yeah, the 40-31 score was completely misleading. It was 31-31 going in the last two minutes. Yeah. Against an Indiana team that Ohio State blew out 51-10. to I think that Ohio State is the class of the Big Ten, and I think right now, Penn State is the only other team that has shown me uh, in this division that yes, can that they can with keep them. up. I think a 20-point spread is no problem. I've got Ohio State 42-6. to can so, I just go ahead and spit something out real quick? Yeah. This blew my mind. So I was looking up home winning margins. Ohio State in their last 16 games have won, 16 home games have won by an average of 33.63 points. Wow. Great stat. Stands out. I mean, it, it, it's showing this year. And, you know, what's impressive for me, too, is is not only, you know, those stats at home, but the fact that we covered so easily at Indiana and at yeah. Nebraska. And say what you will about those two programs, about those two teams, those are still two road games where we had no problem covering the spread. That's what I've seen from this Ohio State team. And you know what the difference is? And for some reason, Vegas hasn't figured it out yet. The difference is the Ohio State defense. Yes. Everyone wants to talk about Justin Fields. Watch Chase Young in this game if you haven't watched Ohio State yet. Chase Young is the difference. He disrupts every single play. Michigan State will not have an answer. I don't think Michigan State scores a touchdown on Saturday If they do, it's going to be a lucky seven-point touchdown. You guys have only allowed, what, nine points per game? Insane. Right up there with the great Florida defense. That's yes. good year in and year out. Really proud of what they've been doing on defense. I have no problem riding the hot hand, as you said. All right, what do we got next? Next, we have Cal at number 13, Oregon. Oregon is an 18-point favorite. Cal will be without Chase Garbers. And if anybody watched that Cal game last week, he was the difference maker. When he went out, Cal didn't stand a chance. Cal's already 2-5 and five against the spread this season. I mean, uh, in their last seven. Devin Monster is terrible. I literally wrote in my notes, Devin Monster is terrible. This is a good Oregon team. The Oregon team they're playing is different than Oregon teams we've seen before because now they've learned they got to be dynamic on offense. And I think that Auburn game, this is really showing you how good Oregon is and really how good Auburn was, but it also changed their philosophy on offense to always keep your foot on the pedal. And we've seen that all season. I have no problem taking Oregon minus 18 here. I really like the analysis there. Uh, Mario Cristobal has uh, basically taken the Oregon program of, you know, the 2008 to 2014 where uh, they, they were so dominant with Chip Kelly and, and you know, coaches thereafter. But he's now transformed this offense into more of a um, Chris Peterson type at Washington yeah. of physical defense Physical on the offensive side of the ball, where they're still going to air it out with Herbert. Uh, they have had trouble getting the running game going, and I think that Cal is going to exploit that. However, I put this game on our list when I, I, I was hoping that Garbers would start because it actually would have provided a pretty good matchup here. Yeah. But with no Garbers, I don't think Cal scores more than three points in this game with how well the Oregon defense is playing. And, and what's going to make this more important for that cover, so the line opened at 14, and yeah. I was super comfortable taking it at 14. Probably would have been pretty comfortable taking it at like maybe if it moved down to, to 10-ish if Garbers were playing. That defense is going to be on the field a ton. You are going to see a lot of three and outs by Cal. They are going to load the box every play and make Monster be the reason they can move the ball down the field. Yeah, I'm I'm looking for Oregon to win this game 24-3, 31-7, something like that. I I really think that Cal can keep it close with the defense, but in the end, I think that Oregon scores too many points, and, and I got no problem taking the minus 18 at home. Yep, totally agree. All right. On to the final game. Can't wait to hear what you got to say about this one. Another uh, Big Ten matchup uh, that is uh, the big new kickoff, I believe, on Fox. Number 14, Iowa. Number 19, Michigan. Michigan, four and a half point favorites at home after their impressive victory against Rutgers. I say that ironically because everyone plays well against Rutgers. (laughs) 
The Hawkeyes defense ranks in the top 20 this year against the rush and the pass, but the Hawkeyes defense always plays pretty well. For me, it's their offense that's standing out this year. Yes. Against lackluster competition, no less, but totaled 644 yards against Middle Tennessee last week. Did you know that was the most offensive yards ever for a Kirk Ferentz Yep, team I saw that. At Iowa. Yes, I did Insane. see that. Insane. And their offensive weapons and the way they're playing, it's it's showing. I'm really excited to see how the Hawkeyes play in this one. Really Who's interesting. Really interesting here. Every smart bet tells you to take Iowa, right? But then you think about the hardest team they've played is Iowa State, who just lost to Baylor 21-23, and they only beat Iowa State by one point. But I'm not going to let their strength of schedule or the teams they've played dictate my bet because... A really smart betting analyst I read once said, don't let week-to-week opponent-to-opponent cloud your judgment. It's about how they play as a unit, and it's about how they play the team they're playing. In the last six meetings, Iowa has covered five of those. I am more than comfortable taking the four and a half because if Michigan wins this, I think it's going to be a lot like that Army game where they need a late field goal to win the game. Well, that's the thing, right? Do you see Michigan winning this game by more than three? No. I mean, I'm not saying that they can't win. I think I, I think Iowa wins the game outright. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I and by the way, I'm also taking the plus four and a half here. I got no problem with that. But there's no way that Michigan wins the game by more than three points. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Nate Stanley's taking care of the ball. Michigan can't run the ball versus a team who's great against, against the ball. And Shea Patterson... He's garbage, but you know what's different? This game, they don't have uh, Dylan McCaffrey to back up. He is out with a concussion, so if Shea Patterson starts donkeying around, they have no Pat, uh, no um, God, McCaffrey to, to yeah. give them that little spark that they really need. Uh, Michigan also, just in their last eight games overall, one and seven God. covering the spread. I mean, how how could you take Michigan here, even at home, especially with four? Yeah, okay, so but before I looked at this line, this was one that this was the line I was actually really excited to see. I kind of expected this to be a pick 'em. Yeah. So I'll go with Iowa plus four and a half here. Yeah, it's, right. it's weird when you see a, a, a higher ranked team come in as, as a, like a four and a half point favorite. Right. But it's because of Michigan, yeah. right? It's because of Harbaugh. And, yeah. and, and I think that this might be the last week where betters can take advantage of the hype yeah. around Harbaugh because I think it ends this weekend. And even if Michigan comes away with the victory, uh, I I think that you're taking advantage of this far. Totally agree. So is that, what, another four for four that we're on the same side? Yeah, another four for four. I expect to get three and a four again, maybe even uh, get the clean sweep Does this get weekend. the sweep this weekend. Uh, before we head to the NFL, I, I want some bonus coverage here. I don't want us to make any picks, but we're going to be uh, in Cincinnati okay. on Friday night for, for UCF in Cincinnati. Before the season started, I saw it as one of the biggest games in the group of five. I don't think that's changed. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think that, that this game decides that division in the American. So how are you feeling? I think the, the line opened with UCF as four-point favorites. Yes, and I checked it again. Um, the, I seen it. I checked it again today. I've seen it as high as six now for UCF. I'm super excited for this game. I wish they were going to paint the turf black like the rumors had suggested. Yeah. Um, UCF did what they had to do last week to regain that fear. That Pittsburgh game could have been fluky. Um, I think they bring it here. Yeah, I mean, uh, 
as you said, it, it, it really it was more important for them to come out with a really good start. Yeah, and they just thoroughly dominated that UConn team, who yeah. honestly shouldn't even be in this league. No. Uh, let alone the conference, but still to, to come out and take care of business and for the for the home fans to, to show up and, and provide another good environment. This program's not going anywhere. No, uh, but this is going to be a good one. It's going to be a good test. And, and uh, Cincinnati looked really good against a talented Marshall team last week. Uh, so that Marshall team is super underrated, and they made Marshall look silly. Yeah, so I think this this will be again where it's the Cincinnati defense against that UCF offense. Uh, I like UCF to cover. I like UCF as to I cover usually as well. do. Uh, looking forward to that game. It's going to be a really good weekend of college football. Yeah, for if us. you guys are out there and you see us, come say hi. It's the two right. good looking guys. Yeah, always. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move over into our redemption Sunday uh, or Monday uh, in the NFL Week Five, uh, and I say Monday because let's go ahead and start with uh, Cleveland at San Francisco. The 49ers, three and a half point favorites. This was one that I put on the schedule here. San Francisco uh, coming off a bye. Cleveland coming off a really strong performance against Baltimore. Man, I- I'm still not a believer in the 49ers. They're 3-0. and And you know what a lot of analysts were saying? The, the only reason the 49ers are still undefeated is because they had a bye. And I find that to be true. Baker Mayfield played pretty well. But let's not, let's not overhype Baker. Like this was his game where he just all all flout out bald. He's he only threw for one touchdown, one interception. Nick Chubb was the reason. Three touchdowns, 165 yards. So it really comes down to it is if you think San Francisco is gonna win by more than three or Cleveland's gonna win the game. I do like Cleveland as a live underdog favorite. Why I say that? San Francisco off has a week off. Cleveland's coming on another road game where they dominated a strong defense. San Francisco has a good defense. Ravens have a good defense. I think this is the swagger that they really needed. I'm taking Cleveland to cover here. I don't care that they're 2-2 two and two against the spread this season, but this trend that don't get too clouded in trends, especially not in the NFL, but the trend that really stands out to me, 4-1 and one against the spread as playing as the underdog. I picked this game on our show this weekend because I wanted to pick Cleveland at plus three and a half. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to. I mean, why not? After their performance last weekend, and, and then as you as you stated, San, uh, San Fran with a bye, uh, but I think that they were working at a disadvantage yes, here. Yes, absolutely. Cleveland coming into primetime again, another primetime Cleveland game. Yeah. Uh, a win like that for a team like Cleveland with the locker room that they have that can start a role. It yes. can start a trend. You get that swagger and that with guys like Landry and OBJ and Denzel Ward and Baker and Chubb. There's so much talent and so much personality in that locker room. I heard a crazy stat about Maker. I don't remember the exact amount of pass attempts, but it was something like when he passes over 32 times, he's three and nine. But when he's asked to pass under 32 pass attempts, somewhere around there, yeah. six and oh. Wow. I mean, when, when the Browns just ask Baker to not do too much, I, I mean, we we had a game last weekend where Goff threw the ball like sixty three times. Yes. I mean that's that's crazy. Too many. You 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 can't be asking your young quarterback to throw the ball sixty three times and not make mistakes and not make mistakes. That is just not a good game plan. No. But when the Browns come in like they did last weekend, and, and hats off to the Niners. Because their defense has been good. They uh, rank fifth against the rush, seventh against the pass. But I don't think that their competition has been that great. No. And one thing that I want to get back to on my statement of saying the bye week, I, I'm glad you agree with me. You have a quarterback coming off an injury who finally started to get his rhythm and then you has a bye week. I mean, especially so early in the season, yes, right? Yeah, needed to keep that groove going. Yeah, and then you like got the Browns coming off their best win, of the, yep. easily their best win of the season. Uh, I mean, 40-25 victory against that Ravens team on the road. Totally agree. I was blown away. 
All right, let's go ahead and uh, move on to Tampa Bay at New Orleans. New Orleans, four and a half point favorites at home. Brad, this will be my third time picking the Tampa Bay Bucks to cover. And so far this year, I am 0-2 against the spread with Tampa Bay. Third time is a charm. Come on. I'm going with Tampa Bay plus four and a half. I'm loving it. I'm at Tampa Bay plus, plus four and a half. And you know why. So in sports betting, there's a letdown spot. Someone's got to have the letdown spot. Is it going to be the the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks who just won the game that they definitely weren't supposed to win? Or is it going to be the New Orleans Saints who won the game where they they could have, shouldn't have won, you know? I think the problem here with the Saints is as good as their defense is, the best part of their defense is their run defense. The Bucks don't run the ball. Let's be real. The Bucs are going to have Jameis throw for 300-plus yards, and they're going to score a ton of points, regardless of how good the defense is. They made LA's defense look like a JV defense, and I think the Saints and Teddy Bridgewater will not score enough to stop the Bucs. Yeah, and all the talk after the Cowboys-Saints game was how Marshawn Lattimore just didn't let Amari Cooper even get open. Or You know what I saw, Brad? I saw that the Cowboys didn't even test the no, Saints through the air. They, they did they, not. They didn't even try throwing it down the it football was terrible. field. And I was saying that during the entire game. I'm like, where are the downfield throws? Why are you not challenging? I don't care this is a defensive game. Open the damn game up. And You, you know the craziest thing? They could have Marshawn Lattimore on on. Mike Evans, and Evans I, think, yeah. I think Mike Evans is way more talented than Amari Cooper and as a total package. He's bigger, stronger, not as fast, but he's more well-rounded, better route runner. You know who, who, who on their team? Eli Apple is going to be one covering Chris Godwin? Let's be real. Yeah, and um, I mean, for Tampa Bay um, last week, I mean, their, their receivers are so much stronger than the Cowboys are right now, yeah. especially with the Gallup injury. And I think that it creates a mismatch for New Orleans. And let's not forget that Bridgewater's 2-0. and Come on, man. I, are you really going to tell me that Bridgewater's going to go 3-0 and in Drew Brees' absence? Not a chance. And Their lack of offense is going to catch up to let's him. Let's talk about Shaq Barrett, too. You well, have Teddy yeah. Bridgewater having to play against the hottest pass rusher in the NFL, leading the league in sacks. I think Teddy Bridgewater has probably his worst game of the season. But the Bucks also get Ryan Smith back from suspension. That's going to be another benefit to, to that secondary. Bucks are seven and three in their last ten games against the NFC South. Pretty, they do pretty well against the Saints, and this is the Saints without Drew Brees. I thought it would be years before I said this, but I am standing, called an overreaction. I am standing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as NFC South champions, and it starts with this game right here. Take advantage of no Brees with the Saints and make a statement. Bruce Arians made a really good statement um, at the end of last game, uh, not last game, the game before that, at the end of the Giants game, and he said. We just got to learn how to finish games. And at the end of the Rams game, he said, that's how you finish a game. And it's really interesting. We've got Jameis and Mariota who are on the cusp of either extensions or yep. see you later. And uh, both seem to be playing really well. But Jameis, I mean, that was one of the best games I've, I, that Thrown I've ever seen. Thrown for 1,100, uh, closer to 1,200 yards this season. Yeah. So, all right. So uh, we are taking uh, back-to-back road dogs there. All right, let's go ahead and go to Indianapolis at Kansas City. Kansas City, 10 Point favorites. Uh, not a shaky performance against the Lions last week because the Lions are a really good football team. But if it wasn't for the scoop and score yes. at the goal line, Lions win that game. Yep. But let's not overreact with that because when we go back to the other side of the ball and we talk about Indianapolis, their game was not 31 to 24 close. Oakland dominated them all game. Now, Indy might be without T.Y. Hilton, they might be without Marlon Mack. You think the, a Mackless Hiltonless team is going to keep up with the Chiefs? I don't care how good you think this defense is. Mahomes is going to bounce back. He still threw for 315 yards, but zero touchdowns. 
At first, I didn't like this spot. At first, I was going to take Indy. I, I was all over it. I, I highlighted it. I circled it. I stamped it. I gave it a kiss. And then I really thought about the game that Indy played. And as a fantasy football owner who has T.Y. Hilton, who had Jacoby Brissett starting, and Marlon Mack, I was really invested in that game. I watched a lot of very bad offense. And if you have an offense like that, I don't think you keep up. I think that this is going to be one of those games where it's going to start out of maybe like a 21-point lead at some point, probably close to 17 at halftime. The Colts are going to make try to make something happen. It's going to be a late, like a scoop and score or a pick six that's really going to seal this 10-point victory. So last week, the Colts went down 14-0 to the Raiders. Yes. And- Never had a chance to catch up after that. No. I mean, for whatever reason, the Ravens or the Ravens, the uh, Raiders came out hot. Colts weren't able to do anything. But I've seen the Colts play much better than that. This Chiefs defense is terrible, horrible, giving up six point three yards per play, 29th in the league. But the Colts defense is also terrible. I'm expecting and Darius Leonard's supposed to be out too. I think yeah, which is which is very costly. And as you mentioned, the injuries to Hilton. I'm hoping that Mack can come back. Uh, I I don't think Hilton will, uh, but I'm hoping that Mack can play. I'm going to go with the Colts plus 10 here, and I will say similar to you, I mean, this was the one out of the eight games where I went back and forth the most. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to go on the other side of the coin here. I'm going to take a third straight road dog. I'm going to go with the Colts. The Chiefs have been having trouble covering the spread this season with these high spreads that Vegas has been setting for them. Uh, so I'm going to go with the shootout, and I'm going to go with two terrible defenses. I The, the Chiefs can't stop the run. So if, so if the Colts can just try to keep Mahomes off the field for as long as they can, I, this is a rematch of last year's... Uh, Playoff game, yeah. right? Um, Colts-Chiefs, where the Chiefs did come away with the victory. Uh, but with a 10-point spread, I'll go with the Colts plus 10. And hopefully that performance last week was an anomaly. But the Raiders did kick their ass. Yes, they did. No doubt about it. All right. So who you, who you got for Buffalo at Tennessee? There's so much riding on this game from a betting standpoint. Josh Allen, is he in concussion? He's in concussion protocol. Is he going to play? Biggest question. Is Mariota really the 227 three-touchdown quarterback that we saw? Is Derrick Henry a consistent 100-yard rusher like he got 100 last week? Is A.J. Brown really that good of a deep ball threat with 94 yards and two touchdowns last week? Buffalo's been doing really good at covering, but I do not think they win this game. I think the Tennessee Titans are down to play one of those gritty 10-7 to games with the Bills. And it will be. And I'm going to go with... The Titans. This is one of those reasons I said don't get too hung up on on the trends and betting with just trends because if you look at it, every trend tells you to take Buffalo. Buffalo five and one against the spread in their last six. Five and one against the spread in their last six versus AFC South. Two and six uh, are the Tennessee Titans against NFC South. Two and four against the spread in their last six. But this is just one of those gameplay situations where the Titans are at home. There will be a lot of money on Buffalo if Josh Allen plays or he does not play because a lot of people will be thinking the Bills are just that much better because they cover against the Patriots. But do not let that fool you. The Titans will get this done. So Tennessee, two and a half point favorites here. I am on the other side. I'm going to go Buffalo plus two and a half. Whether or not Josh Allen plays, the Bills defense impressed the hell out of me last weekend. They really did. They, I mean, it, it was one of Tom Brady's worst first halves in a really long time. I think that Buffalo can keep them, or their defense can keep them in any game that they play. Tennessee seems to be, are they going to be the team that we saw against the Falcons? Or are they are they going to be the team that we've seen so many years where they, they go 8-8 eight eight every single year? I mean, destroyed the Browns in week one. Like, which team are they going to be on a week-to-week basis? It's interesting. Mariota has been looking really good, but I'll take Buffalo 
plus two and a half here in a this game could end 13 to nine do you think buffalo wins a game uh yes with or without Allen, I with or without him, I I think that if if, if I'm going to pick him at plus two and a half, then then I, I have to pick him. Yes, uh, you know, I, I if it was me, I I would buy him up to three or three and a half. Yep. Um, but yeah, I I would have to stand by them uh, as a pick. So basically, saying that Buffalo should be the real deal. I mean, this is a big this is a big game for both of these teams, uh, who are both playing really well right now. Buffalo as a road underdog, they are three and eight straight up. I don't know why. I just want to say is you. that in their last eleven? Yep, in their last eleven. Okay, straight up. But uh, I, I'd be curious to see the against the spread stats there. Probably, probably not too much better. Yeah, I should have looked it up. But you, you know, one thing I noticed here with these four picks is that uh, you our, went for all the road dogs. I, I, I did. Mean, you, you bet on every road dog, right? I did. Yeah, all <laughs> all four. You said don't overreact, <laughs> uh, and and I said that my picks would reflect that that I am. Um, but but I can tell that that we're, that we're both adjusting our strategy a bit here yes. uh, in in the NFL after a brutal week last week. Uh, so uh, time will tell. Now let's get to our favorite section where you are smoking me. It was my favorite section. Now <laughs> maybe college football might be my favorite section. I don't know, but it's the dog it dogs. We're gonna give you our underdog picks of the week. Miles, run it down for us. All right, you got me sweating a little bit. I uh, took a uh, lead on you here. I have 22 points. I did have one win last week, the Arkansas State plus 7.5 over Troy. With they, the backup quarterback. With the backup quarterback, they win the game 50-43. to 43. My two losses were terrible. Uh, Penn State beat Maryland 59-0. Uh, they were six-point favorites. And Utah took care of business against Washington State 38-13. They were six-point favorites as well. But I will take the five and the 22 points. Brad, you had two losses as well. Uh, you also picked Utah-Washington State. You picked Marshall plus four over Cincinnati, Cincinnati 52 to 14. And you did get a point here for a cover. UCLA covers the six and a half against Arizona. Arizona wins the game 20 to 17. So you got a point there uh, sitting with 11. So I'll go ahead and start with my week six picks. I've got Iowa. Give me Iowa plus four and a half over Michigan. Give me the demise of the Jim Harbaugh era. I am done. I am done defending Michigan. I am done defending Harbaugh. I think that, and I said this before the uh, the season started, this is one of Kirk Ferentz's best teams that he's had at Iowa Give me Iowa over Michigan. I got Pittsburgh plus four over Duke. How about uh, Duke with a big win against Virginia Tech? Uh, the ACC full of parity, so I'll take Pittsburgh there. And then finally, I'm going to go with Arizona plus three and a half over Colorado in another conference that has a lot of parity in the middle. Uh, so give me Arizona. Okay, so we do have one game that's going to be the same. Um, I actually checked the line probably a little bit later or before you. I saw the Arizona line at plus four, that's plus fine. three and a half. Either way, same Colorado's one. trash. Arizona just needs to play a little bit of defense. I want to go back to that Washington State-Utah game. I was so excited for it. yeah. Miles, I fell asleep during the game, man, and I woke up at halftime like, God, this sucks. (laughs) Utah's defense, I mean, where was that defense against against USC? Yeah. That's that's where I I, I am baffled. They... Must have learned from the tape, but must have. wow, because that watch. I mean, Anthony Gordon was the hottest quarterback in, in yep, football. Absolutely. So I'm going to go <laughs> TCU plus three and a half at Iowa State. Um, and last but not least, this game is going to be either be a blowout or I am going to win this game because it depends on all about which Boston College team shows up. That's Boston College plus six and a half at Louisville. I think now the line's closer to seven, whatever. It's all about which Boston College team shows up. Is it the one who played against Kansas? Or is it what Louisville team that shows up? Is it the one that played against Florida State? You know, it, it's so funny. The the ACC and uh, the Pac-12 right now are just full of parity where it, Vegas doesn't really know what to do with the lines. Like, it's crazy. You, like you see all these middle-of-the-road of the matchups, and I, I was looking down at the line. I was like, oh, my God, all these spreads are four. Yep. 
They're all four, three and a half, four, four and a half. It's like okay, let's just let's just put it there. Yeah, because we have no idea what's going to happen. Absolutely. Uh, so those games should be pretty fun to bet. You know, I would I would be more comfortable betting on the games that we talked about, uh, where we know way more about the teams that are playing the football games. Um, especially that Auburn Florida game, Ohio State Michigan State, the Iowa Michigan game. I mean, excited for those. So, matches. are you more excited out of the three? Probably the three of the our most exciting games that we talk about. Are you more excited to see Ohio State, uh, Michigan State, Ohio State? Uh, UCF at Cincinnati or Auburn at Florida? I'll be honest, isn't it crazy? I, I'm actually more excited for the UCF Cincinnati game, but mostly because I, I've been to so many games in the shoe. Yeah. You know, I, I, I know what, what to expect, but I really think that this uh, crowd in, in Cincinnati is going to be special. I, I think it's going to be a really fun night for the group of five on a Friday night game where I think that a, a lot of college football fans are going to be tuning into this matchup. It's really tight that I'm knocking off two stadiums that I've never been to yeah. off my list this year. Uh, we're going to on one weekend. Yeah. Well, guys, with that being said, we are set. We are due for a bounce back week in the NFL. So please tail or fade our bets. But let us know in the comment section. Please be sure to download What's the Spread on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or Spotify.